0: If you're an entrepreneur, this episode is so for you. And if you're not an entrepreneur, I believe you're still going to reap a lot of insight because the conversation is about delegating. And although it's not the sexiest of topics, it is not an option. It is a non-negotiable in life in general. And still, as an entrepreneur specifically, you know that it would be so beneficial to hand off some tasks and you still may not be doing it. The thought of it alone may add so much more overwhelm to your already overloaded mind that you just totally put it out of your mind altogether. Or you may feel that it would be faster to do any of the tasks yourself, or maybe it'll take more time to teach someone how to do it right. So why even spend the time doing it? Or maybe you just don't even know where to start. No matter where you fall on the spectrum of delegation drudgery, you're in for major relief as I jump into an enlightening conversation with Valerie Trapunsky, the CEO of Chatterboss. Chatterboss is the brainchild of Valerie, who founded the company in 2017 after a decade spent working as a top-level assistant for A-list celebrities and as the chief of staff for high net worth individuals and CEOs. During that time, Valerie developed a passion for effective problem solving and became committed to bringing the same level of excellent service to solo entrepreneurs and small business owners. Some of the episode highlights that you will be hearing are how to begin delegating. So if you've never done it before, where to even start? And Valerie has such a welcoming and accessible personality that it's just, it brings such a sigh of relief to the entire heady topic of delegating. We also dive into why delegating is essential to a thriving business and life. We also share how the biggest challenges entrepreneurs face with delegating can be overcome and Valerie shares some insight, as well as specific mindsets that the best master delegators have and how you can shift your mindset to take that on as well. And lastly, one of the most interesting perspective shifts that I love on reframing delegation is how looking at delegation as a collaboration can significantly improve relationships on your team and beyond it is chock full i'm so excited for you it was such an enlightening conversation for me to hear and be a part of so without further ado please sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with valerie welcome to the so to speak podcast i'm christy mandor and i'm so glad that you found your way here As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into their lives. I believe that by strengthening your emotional intelligence, rediscovering your core values and boosting your mindset, you have hit the jackpot trifecta of being well on your way to feeling more relieved, reset and ready to bring your whole self back into the world. My hope for you is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling more reconnected with yourself with a possible shift in perspective that supports you along the way. Because sometimes we all need a little support getting ahead of our heads. I'm glad you're here.
1: I think that all entrepreneurs, we look at our business and what we're doing and we try to connect it to our mission and like where we can be of service to the world and to others. And so that speaks a lot to, you know, my mission, my vision, like what I want to be contributing to society and community from interacting with chatterboss, not just that you get a set of hands to do something, but you also get a skill on how to do it, how to improve your relationships with your assistant, but then beyond that, how to improve your relationships with your remote teams. And then maybe that bleeds into your friendships and relationships, right? Clearly there's a bigger mission and goal for for your business, for
0: Chatterboss. So, why don't you speak first to like how Chatterboss came to be? Because I feel like that will really genuinely connect us into delegating and beyond.
1: Yeah. So, I got into the. I got into having Chatterboss. I think again, you know, like most entrepreneurs don't have a linear uh, path, and the same thing happened with me. I. Was working in advertising. I at that time thought that I would be in advertising my whole life and I would be the CEO of an advertising agency one day, but (laughs) such were not the plans. I got an opportunity when I was uh, 23 to work as a personal assistant and a chief of staff to an individual who had a lot of businesses around the world. I didn't see myself as being an assistant, I didn't even know what an assistant is, but he had asked me you know, if I'm willing to travel the world, if, you know, I am kind of open to traveling on a moment's notice. And at 23, that's really exciting. And so I took that role. It ended up teaching me a lot about, you know, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. There was probably a reason that I never on my own decided to be an assistant uh, for like the skill set that I do and don't have. But I ended up kind of of falling into this position. And then and then I had a few subsequent roles after that. I had an opportunity to work as an assistant for A-list celebrities and other high net worth individuals. And, and that was all just me kind of like building on that niche that I had. But at the core of it, my I was an excellent assistant in some ways. Like for example, I'm extremely flexible. If we were on a plane and my boss would say to the pilot, "Like, I wanna land here, we don't have any landing permits. We have 10 people on the plane and I don't have any hotels for them. I can figure that out. So I'm very good with uh, urgency, but often what would happen is if he was traveling and I knew about it four months from now, he would land and he would be like, Valerie, I don't have a hotel room. <laughs> So things that are like, I have a lot of time to do, I would struggle with. So eventually I had to get out of that role because it was very stressful for me to do with my strengths and weaknesses, but business is something that I was always attracted to. And I had already understood how people leverage assistance. And so that's how I started Chatterboss. I almost feel like I had no choice. You know what I mean? Like. These were my only skill sets like at that moment that would uh, combine to make some kind of money at that time.
0: Oh my gosh. So I love, so I love the whole story. And I, I didn't know you were in advertising. I knew some of the other past career moves that you had. It makes so much sense too, because your advertising for Chatterboss is so great. Like it's so genuine and organic, which are too inauthentic, you know, it's just, I feel like that's sometimes tricky to come across in advertising without sounding too squeaky clean marketing. Like, so that's kudos to you and your marketing team. Um, But I'm hearing, and I I wonder if you could speak to this too. Do you feel like you thrive in chaos?
1: Yes, I absolutely thrive uh, in chaos. I suffer in routine. (laughs) Um, I suffer with checkboxes. And one of the things that you and I have talked about is character. Character is a big part of how I built Chatterboss. Primarily, that's from suffering in roles as an assistant where I felt like, for example, I've supported individuals that have, I would say, photographic memory. I didn't assess them, but that's my impression of our interactions. And my memory is like average memory, right? So that's kind of insane to do that kind of pairing because I could never measure up in certain ways. And so I I, you know, from from seeing kind of those inefficiencies and understanding how important personality is when you're pairing uh, an entrepreneur and an assistant, that's what I brought in uh, into Chatterboss, but, you know, you and I have talked about character and what it looks like and, you know. And, and sometimes we try to do pairings for clients and assistants where there's like similarities, but sometimes we end up with pairings that are like very, very different and it's for a specific reason. So we always also have the opportunity to talk about that and those um, and, and, and the reasons uh, to why and how to delegate and work well with each other uh, with similar and different personality traits. A hundred percent. And I love
0: that because that's something that I notice. because as you know, I have a VA from Cheddar Boss who I love, and we have very different skill sets. And that's what makes us really thrive as a team. And when it comes to delegating specifically, I'm wondering if you notice on my end, I wasn't afraid of letting go. I mean, to a degree. Yes. I think every entrepreneur mm-hmm. has, especially if you're creative and I lean more creative, yeah. I needed help with the structure. So I needed to delegate to gain more external structure. Cause I can fill in the grid without any problem. But if I don't have the structure, it's like a big, like sloppy mess. Yeah. I paint everywhere kind of thing, but no frame. Yes. Whereas some people might have like All of it, like they might be able to be really tight and be able to have and be afraid to give anything away and feel like they're very great with structure and maybe they can fill in the grid kind of, but they'd rather be mediocre at filling in the grid than giving that away for someone else to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if when you're noticing, do you notice when you work with your clients that some tend to lean more one way or another like do you do you feel like with when it comes to delegating is there a common theme of i would say fear really that pops up
1: for you yeah. yes uh th- there is this there are underlying beliefs that we have about a delegation and certain personality traits have a harder time just letting go of uh control and um we have to find, you know, paths forward for each type of individual. I would say that the person who is very organized, right? Like they, they color within the lines. It's probably harder for them to delegate because they have a framework of just exactly what they want done. And anything that anyone else does kind of like can tend to fall short for them. And then they feel like I could have done it better myself versus individuals more like you and I who have more of that flexibility. We're kind of delighted when like any type of structure is put in for us. Um, Yeah. We don't know where to start. Like sometimes like, where do we even start? Yeah. And, and, and we don't like it. And so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's like, it's different, but it's, but it's easier to delight us. In delegation than it is uh, for somebody whose like mind works as a checkbox.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I just I noticed something too because I was just thinking about this as well. I just did a group coaching and Mm -hmm. I this came up about discipline and structure and all that. Mm -hmm. And I would love your take on this. So my theory is that it falls pretty much into two camps: Mm -hmm. either the relationship we have a structure is that we're afraid of losing control or we're afraid Mm -hmm. of being controlled.
1: Hmm. That's very deep. Um, <laughs> um I when I what I can speak to is from the perspective of character and, and personality. Um and when we look at the metric of dependability. It's on a spectrum. So from low to high, there are people in the middle. So when people are very high, that's where I mean that they have a hard time letting go of the control. Um, individuals with who rank low on that parameter, it's harder for them to see structure. It's, I think, a little bit, it's easier for them to have the desire to delegate, but it's harder for them to communicate what they would like to delegate. But when we talk about like routine and structure, individuals who rank low on dependability, what we know through psychology and research is that they can operate like the people with a high dependability. They could look like those individuals, but it takes a lot of practice in setting up habits. So for those of us with low dependability habits are extremely important because it, they don't come natural so you know yes. there is you know like atomic habits right like reading books like that and like sequencing things for yourself it's almost like i like to say like that's like a, you you have to create life hacks for yourself because individuals that are high in this they do this automatically and it's true life is easier life is more smooth they get the things done that they need to Having an assistant, I also believe, is a life hack as well, right? You can have working sessions with that person. You can fill in for the gaps that you struggle with inside of your personality. Absolutely. And
0: so you're referencing James Clear, right? <laughs> when you say yes. Atomic habits, yes. just for yes. anybody who's listening or watching. <laughs> and I love how, and I may get this not completely right, but just going along the lines of that, I love the idea of starting so small. Like I think he even references, and the reason is, I'll pause there, the reason is because when we are changing habits, our system is like fire alarm, like, bro, it's totally unknown. And so we could self-sabotage like crazy when that starts happening. Right. So I love how he breaks it down where I think he uses this as an example of going to like starting to exercise and literally just put your shoes by the door. Or just lace up your shoes or just put, you know, like something so small and just go out the door and say, it's going to be for a minute, or it's just going to be two minutes. And it might be off, but it's in line with his theory, just to like make it as small as possible of a habit change.
1: Yes. 1% better every day. (laughs) 1% better.
0: So parallel to that, what are some tips that you have for people on each side of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. right? Those who may be resistant to delegating, Um, and those who are, because they like to do everything Mm -hmm. themselves and the other person who maybe just doesn't know where to start or the person who is just like structure, wait, what, like, what does structure even mean? Uh, what would be like one small action step that both sides can take to move towards delegating?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So if you're a person that's not very structured, then one risk that you have in delegation is that you're going to frustrate your (laughs) assistant. So on the one hand, you could be very delighted. Someone's going to take things off your plate. They're going to kind of check the boxes where you need to go. But if steps three and four of the process that you've delegated require something from you and those things are super boring for you and now you're not getting back to your assistant or you've created a bottleneck for them, well, we know about assistants Um, with a particular, you know, that would, for example, be paired to you is that they may, the way that they think about completing a project, like they have to complete a project. It's not about, you could be super satisfied and five out of five projects didn't get done. And you, as the client, you're saying, you know what, Val, you still did a great job. It, it just even, it, it, just even felt good for me to delegate it and talk. Even if we got like 20% through on each one, I'm telling you that I'm happy. That's not enough for an assistant with high dependability because they they're working towards your satisfaction, but they're working towards completion and which is their satisfaction. Yes. Right? It's that's mutual exactly satisfaction. It. Totally. Yes and sometimes it's amazing some clients and some of us don't actually care about the completion of a certain project we want that momentum that momentum gave us another idea and now we've gone there and that's more urgent well that may not work with your assistant and so being very intentional with what you delegate that that's something that you want to bring to the finish line but then not being a bottleneck for your assistant so something tactical that you can do is have sessions, synchronous sessions with your assistants. If you are um, somebody that is not very structured, you you may have the tendency to fall off for a week or two. So having meetings that are in place that are always at the same time, that can be very helpful. If you're a person on the other end, you are the one who is very structured, you know how you want things done, but you're realizing you don't have enough time in the day to do it all, so that's where you've come to delegation, like not because you desire it, but because like you kind of have to and probably that's true on both ends. Um I would look at it from the from the mindset perspective that it may be true that you are very good at organization and certain things, and you're going to do them better than your assistant, but you have to look at it from the perspective of how many hours in the day do I have? So what do you consider as success? Is 60% good like good enough for me to say, you know what, I would have done it to a hundred percent. It got done to 60. I still was able to ship it or to launch it. And that's good enough today in my business versus like almost being a perfectionist, getting to that, not 99. I want it at a hundred, right. And we've lost a lot of time. And then you've actually haven't like completed Things So that is, um, you know, what I would keep in mind and for those people that are very structured, the how you delegate matters. So if you're good, if you're very particular about a, a, a way that a spreadsheet should be done. Create the starting point for that spreadsheet, so you can be very prescriptive in how you delegate. That's not micromanaging. That's being very clear on your requirements so that the person can live into them instead of like making something different that's not in your mind and you being disappointed. A hundred percent. And then inevitably, like
0: self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, see, I should never have delegated in the first place. Yes. Look what happened, right? So, um, do you have any? I'm, this. This came to me too. Like, do you have any mindset shifts that either side could possibly, or that maybe that you use yourself that, but either side can use to look at it from a different perspective so that they feel more energized to engage in the delegating?
1: Yeah. I think that the when we look at master delegators like people that like squeeze all of the juice possible from delegation from every possible direction the what keeps them encouraged in delegating and what gets them to this step or to this um kind of height of delegation is that they understand they over index on the positive and So when something gets completed, they are very clear. What did they get back from the fact that this was delegated and done and completed, right? I can put a check mark. What did they get back? Were they able to spend more time with family? Were they able to read a book? Were they able to exercise? And they get very clear to the results that are not just financial ROI, but that are like in their life, meaningful things people who struggle with delegation tend to, they could have nine things that went right, but one thing that went wrong and they hyper-focus on that one thing and it wipes away in their mind everything that was done correctly before that did move their business forward. And then they kind of close up and they stop delegating. And so I think that if we learn from master delegators the mindset that we can have for ourselves is when things go right, what like what are the other things aside from monetary things that I got out of it to mm. encourage yourself to continue delegating? And when things don't go your way, it doesn't mean like the, you know, the sky is falling. We have to talk about those things and we have to improve them so that they don't happen again. But it's definitely not, you know, so black and white. If it, if it went wrong, then, you know, I have to stop delegating. If it went wrong, I have to identify why so that I can improve on it. Totally.
0: And there's so much, I just want to pause on what you said. It was so Wonderful. So the first is you were, you so hit right on to negativity bias, right? Like we have, it's the same thing as anything. If you were someone who was looking at comment, comments on social or feedback from workshops or whatever from clients. They could say wonderful things and there could be one person who says something nasty and you're like, every, everybody else's perspective goes out the window. Everybody else's experience goes out the window. So just being cognizant of that, if you do have, have a propensity to be more, we all have it, but some of us lean more one way or the other. And of course, those of us who are more perfectionistic, we have a tendency to have our negativity bias really amped up. Yeah. Um, so just to be aware of that. That was the first piece and the second i love that you were saying about the roi it's like the roi on life like the fulfillment of life like what's your roi on life and so i love the idea of zooming out Mm -hmm. to in this moment i'm delegating this but pulling back what it is really like giving me which is a mutual generosity between the person and our and also the clients. I mean, there's so much generosity from delegating because then your clients also get a better version of you, your family gets a better version of you. There's a better product or service that goes out. Like it's so ripple effect. So I love that idea of zooming out. One of my friends called it the Google Map perspective. And I was like, yes, I love, I love that. Um, and that I just cool. want to throw in too, if someone is out there listening and they're like, I have such a hard time zooming out. One thing I heard recently that I love is just looking back on your life, like what will I regret more in a year from now? Not even five years, not like, or even six months, like you can do either, but what will I regret more? Will I regret holding so tightly that I'm white knuckle gripping like the reins and not delegating or on the flip side, really being loose with my assistant and not really giving any direction, which has to do with a little bit of fear and resistance Mm -hmm. too. Or will I regret more, you know, not spending time with my family, like what, whatever it is um, and or vice versa, you know, so just being able to look back and go, oh my gosh, if I'm honest with myself, I would regret that more. That can often help too with shifting the habit.
1: Yeah, I love that, you know, juxtaposition of things. And it, it made me think of, you know, the saying that you'll never regret being kind, right? And you'll never be like, you'll never look back and say, you know, I, I, I regret I was like a little too nice there, right? Uh, we never regret that. But you know, so so I think that that also kind of like goes into the realm of like, uh, delegation, where in like, sometimes we aren't happy with the results. And in that moment, we just have to take a step back and just kind of analyze what happened. It's usually not so direct. It's usually not what we think it is in the in the first uh, go around. And uh, sometimes we have to, to, to take a moment. And that's just like with assistance or just anyone on our teams, right? Like when, when we're communicating in our personal relationships as well.
0: Absolutely. And I love how you circled that back from the beginning because what you had referenced at the beginning too was so much bigger than delegating, right? Like it all has to do with our relationships. Everything does really. And when you're in that space of noticing like what went awry with the delegating, which might really not have been, it might be a wonderful opportunity that arises. I love the idea of looking at it, which you, you made me think of is like, where did we all contribute? Mm-hmm. because everybody who's involved with situation contributed in some way, right? So like, did I not give enough direction? Did I didn't check in enough? Could I be checking in more? This is a great opportunity to check in more with this person. It's a great opportunity to kind of call myself out because when we do that, there's so much intimacy in that, right? And sometimes yeah. we kind of shy away from that because we it's vulnerable to, be, to call ourselves out. But at the same time, what's vulnerable is oftentimes so respectful to ourself. And to the other person, so I love that. Um, Talked about the relationship aspect. I, I just of like to me that seemed so much broader of what chatterboss is about. I personally felt that the minute I engaged with you, really, truly, like when I. So I'll just give a shout out to Julia Pimsler too from Million Dollar Women because I learned of you all from her because we're both part of the community for Million Dollar Women and. Then from there, I did a little bit of searching and looked into your website and watched some of the videos. And right away, I just got to feel like this is a great, like, it just seemed really like a clean and very organized venture that I was going to take. Cause I had never had a VA before. And I was like, it's time. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to you and everything was exactly as you, um, first showed. So that's why I'm not surprised that you're in advertising because it was <laughs> it was so like a stream like flow. There was no surprises. It wasn't like false advertising whatsoever. And the entire time what stood out to me is this is so relationship centered.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I just want to kind good. of pass
0: that to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm very grateful for that. We are very relationship centered and the reason for that is because I believe that the assistant position is unlike any other position inside of your organization, meaning that, you know, if you go to a bookkeeper, you have a certain amount of tasks and projects, and and there is like kind of like walls to what's possible. And it's extremely complex, but it stays within one topic. When you work with assistants, a lot of the time it's your personality, your industry, your way of doing things, right? Your old processes, your desire for new processes, your openness to technology, your lack of openness to technology and so on. And so there are so many things that define what that role even looks like. Like that job description is never the same for two entrepreneurs. And so when I started to think of like, how can I provide this kind of a service like in mass to people? The only thing that I could think of as the connecting thread is that the the first thing that has to work is the relationship. Everything else that's like logistical and tactical, that's like second That's like second to that you have to like each other. You have to respect each other. And if that works, then you can figure out together the tasks and the projects. And that part I find easier. And so, you know, um, that's where we've, we've focused on. That's where, like, if I study the relationships, the partnerships between client and assistant that really worked they were based on trust. Uh, There was this mutual uh, respect for one another. And there was this mutual commitment to kind of work through things that may be challenging. And, you know, that's what made those relationships stand out, you know, versus the relationships that, you know, All of the tasks are clearly outlined. Like there's not, you know, a question of what needs to be done, but the two people don't really like each other, you know? And so- um it's transactional exactly that's what I
0: get from you so I this is such a beautiful way of and I don't even know if you meant to do that but just redefining delegation because I find oftentimes we are faced with words that have so much heavy meaning behind them that we like balk at it we're kind of like oh same thing with accountability I hear from so many clients like when you say the word accountability people either love accountability or they're like oh And so I always say, swap it out with support. Like you're not holding them accountable, you're supporting them and vice versa. And what you just said about delegating made me think immediately of collaborating. Mm. It's like, instead of looking at it like delegating and like you're losing control, look at it like you're sharing a collaboration. Because one thing that you just made me think of when you were speaking too is, There's such a sense of isolation when you're either a high achieving leader at the top, or you're an entrepreneur, you can feel like you're on an Island sometimes. And what I found is that having the right paired assistant, not just any assistant, there is such a sense of shared collaboration. And I feel like a re-energized feeling of excitement around, so to speak, you know, I mean, that came in, the VA that I have came in right when I started rebranding, which was just within the last mm-hmm. year. And I just felt so much more relieved. I felt like there were more people on my side because now you have a team and you're and also you have fresh eyes and you have someone who's not so in it so that they can gain a different perspective and you can share the overarching mission of your business or the organization that you're leading And then delegating becomes more of a shared collaboration versus like a, but it's almost like a baton handoff. Like you're on the same team versus feeling like you're pushing a a boat off and you're Mm. all going to go to different islands, which I feel like delegating can sometimes have
1: that connotation. Yeah. I love that you say that. And I think it just depends at the level at which you are delegating. So if you are. You know, choosing somebody that, for example, has less experience um, and has less of an understanding of what you do, uh, and you know sometimes perhaps it's like it's not the right match person but they can do the work especially when you look at assistants today i think more than ever it's actually harder to find the right assistant match for you because there is a ton of people out there that are stepping into the assistant role for the motivators of i want to work online i want to work remote I want to travel. And that's the reason they're going into it. And sometimes it's not the right skill set. It's not the right match, right? Kind of, I went into it for the wrong motivators, right? I went into it because I wanted to travel, not because my personality was complementary with the role. And so I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get burned because they have those experiences and those experiences are more and more common and then it's like, it, I love how you said, right? This like boat or boulder, boulder that you are kind of pushing it's a lot of work. So then you start to say, okay, in order to get the value from this person, now I have to create systems in order to monitor them and to watch them. And I have to, like, it becomes a big burden versus when you are delegating to someone who's a professional, who's the right pair for you, then it can feel like that collaboration, you're doing it together. And hopefully you have this person like taking the lead, So it feels more like a partnership than it does like that uh, traditional relationship, you know, of like kind of do as I say, because if it's do as I say, then you're responsible for saying all the right things. (laughs) A hundred percent. And then it
0: exacerbates all of your fears of, of not delegating, no matter what the reason is. Right. I love you saying that it's a partnership because that's what I meant when I said collaboration, it like truly felt like it feels like a partnership and there's such a mutual respect between that, you know, and also checking in and being like, this is how I'm communicating. And, and I do think it's up to us, the ones who are the leader to check in and say, this is how I'm communicating with you. I'm checking in to make sure, is this the way that works for you? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to change your style all together, but I've done that with Kim, my VA, and she's like, yeah, that works. But you know what, if you could tag on like, spend this much time in Canva for this X amount of time. I'm like, Oh my God, that's awesome. I never thought of that. Totally. I'll say I'll like, it's almost like I'm her personal Pomodoro method. Like, <laughs> 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 so like 30 minutes there. And then you, and then it's so fun. Cause then you're like, we'll see what you get done. Yes. I got paired up with somebody who the one thing we do connect on is we kind of like that challenge of efficiency of like, Ooh, we have 30 minutes. What can we get done? And then, she also is takes the initiative which i love she'll try things out without asking me which i like some people may not like that i want to be able especially being a creative i so value self expression so i want i might err on the side of maybe not giving enough direction but when mm-hmm. i when i lean into it a bit more which i do feel like i've gotten much better at I also say to her, here's what I want, but I also want to give you enough freedom to see what you come up with, because if you come, you might come up with something that I never even thought of. So does that work for you? And then we go back and forth a little bit, and it's not like an endless back and forth, but until we're both like, we're clear break, we'll come back together. Um, And we do do the weekly. We sometimes do the bi-weekly weekly. weekly, And then we do like a Wednesday email. Where Mm -hmm. are you at? Friday email. Closing it out. And that seems to really work for us as well. So um, yeah, the partnership thing is so big and it's on so many levels. And especially the more that we're remote, being able to really have that relationship. Everybody has their own take on in real life and being remote. I feel like you can, it is different, but you can absolutely create a really beautiful relationship from a distance. And sometimes it's on the phone more than even zoom, you know, like sometimes there's like an intimacy of being on the phone that can really hone in and create. So just whatever works for you, but I love the, um, the support and the, just the energy that you have around really rooting for delegating from a whole new standpoint. That's why I was so excited to have you, to have you on and, and also the support you all give, like you were saying, you know, this might be someone's first endeavor with a VA or, Maybe they had a history where it just didn't work out, and they're so shying away from it. One thing I love, in addition to to what you offer at Chatterboss, is that you also offer the one on one time with yourself or someone else to just. It's like I think it's client engagement, or I'm not sure how what you call it, but right? Yeah, our our relationship managers. Relationship manager. I love that because then it's an added check-in that you feel so much more holistically held and also supported. So I don't know if you have any comments to make about like that aspect of Chatterboss, but I love it.
1: Yeah. You know, um, we wanted to create an experience that people that are coming in or like you said, kind of like rehabilitating from relationships that hadn't worked before that they have a a space to land and they can do it in a way where they can make sense of like what worked before, what didn't work before and have that feedback from somebody. So that's where the relationship managers were um, created and designed from this place to say, we understand that delegation can be hard. And there are certain tactics and rules and things that we've found that they just work. So as long as you do these several things, you're going to be in a good place. And one of the most I think challenging pieces sometimes of delegation is like where a lot of people are stopped is where they've delegated. There was a failed attempt and now they're not really, because they're not secure, whether it was them or the assistant or like something else entirely, they close up. And the reason that that happens is because they don't have any tools for knowing how can I, you know, what could have been improved? So they don't have any next steps. And so that's where the relationship managers come in. They are not designed to be like in the middle of your relationship. They are designed to... Support on both ends, like sometimes like assistants are coming back from like traumatic experiences from their clients, uh, and they're bringing something to the relationship to the new relationship. So it's almost like we'll say that it's like, it's like a little bit like we're assistants, but a little bit like it's therapy. (laughs)
0: I hear so much like, so so it's not like mediation. I will say that it's more, it's enhancement. That's the the thing I'll say. It's like, there's an enrichment to the relationship. It just pumps a little bit more oxygen from the outside in, which is just so beautiful. So there's so, so many sides to it. I just, I feel like that's something that can oftentimes feel that it's one more thing to do. Like now I have to teach this person everything. So to be able to get the support of how to even go in and to be really humble and honest that way too, it'd be like, listen, I've never done this and there's so much like guilt and shame that comes with it. Like I've had my business for five years and I haven't, I've never had a VA and I'm so embarrassed, or I've had my business for five years and I I've gone through five VAs and I'm so embarrassed. And what I gather from you all is that there, it's such a soft place to land. I love Mm -hmm. how you said that because it truly is like, doesn't matter. Like, great. That's all of that stuff is amazing. And here's where we are.
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, you know, I, I, I love your, your summary of it because we want to be there for the entrepreneurs that have, you know, that are starting their businesses and that have been in business for a while, because our goal is to affect delegation as a whole, like how it's seen, how it's executed, and that the relationships that are being created are healthy. And so when we find entrepreneurs at different stages of the journey, they each have their own kind of questions, their own issues, their own struggles. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, it's like a training, uh, it's like a training ground <laughs> for a delegation. And then what opens up for you is beyond that, you get to build larger teams. Um, you have this larger access to more people. So kind of the, the more comfortable you get with delegating, uh, the more that we're able to build around you. And so it's, it's, it's been a really fun journey watching assistants come into themselves and say, okay, I have a power in influencing the entrepreneur and making them a better communicator and of the yes. entrepreneurs as well coming in and saying, you know, I'm stepping into this from the perspective of a partnership and um, well it's been very beautiful and and I feel very very honored that um that we've had this opportunity to have this effect on a on on a, on a small segment of the market. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and I'm just going to close with a few things that you said that I feel like are really important to highlight. So one is at the end of the day, it's almost like reminding entrepreneurs why they started their business so that it can continue to thrive. The hope is how can we support you so that your business can continue to thrive? And delegating is not is really a non-negotiable aspect of that. So to like demystify and ease them into it for sure. The other huge piece I love is It really does enhance communication because you realize if I can get very swirly with my talking and communicating, which is funny because I help people with presenting, it's like on the outside I can work with it, but when I'm on the inside I have to practice you, you know, you teach it you have to learn, but (laughs) the the, the helping with instruction and being clear with instruction it's really humbling to, to like feel or get the feedback like, oh yeah, that is something I can really hone in on is giving a little bit more clearer direction. Mm -hmm. And what you'll notice is you start giving clearer direction on social media posts. You give clearer direction with clients, you give clearer direction with your kids or the same thing. If you feel like you need to loosen the reins a little bit, you realize you get a little bit more comfortable with the unknown. When something goes awry at a you know, a board meeting or with your kids, like whatever's happening in that moment, you notice that your communication, because you take yourself everywhere, right? So you notice your communication everywhere else is also shifting. So it is a practice and communication built in, which is awesome. And the last thing is, I would love for you just as we close out to just touch upon what you had mentioned, because I focused on VA, but Mm -hmm. I love that you have a marketplace. So to be able to expand the delegating, Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't feel like I was clear on that. So I would love for you to offer that just insight so people can see a little bit more what's offered at Chatterboss.
1: Yeah. So- when you get started with us, you get paired to a dedicated assistant. And then over time, you have an opportunity to grow your team. Right now, we have over 45 specialists. So we have designers, we have copywriters, um, we have video editors, we have bookkeepers. So anything that falls outside of the zone of genius of your assistant, your assistant has the opportunity to go to the specialists that are on our team and ask for support there and so um it it ends up have you, you end up having the ability to get specialists at a pinch we know that assistants are are generalists and you may have an assistant that's a generalist but that has a big strength in like some area and so they may be able to do things for you um that may be considered kind of like specialist support but at the end of the day, when we can, when we look at the assistant role, we should say this is a very strong generalist. So to partner with that, anything that just doesn't make sense to reinvent the wheel or to learn from scratch, then you can um, go to that uh, specialist team. We also offer now um, full-time support from our assistants that are in South Africa. So for low intensity process fulfillment, but for cost savings. So what we also do is combine the opportunity to work with a U.S.-based person as your primary contact, but also giving you access to a team that is out of the country for cost savings once your business gets to the point where, you know, you require a certain amount of uh, dedicated hours and, um, you know, so so being able to combine uh, that strategy for our entrepreneurs as well.
0: It's Amazing. It's one-stop shop. It's so great. It's such a, it's not just that it's a time saver. It's just such a relief to be able to have one place to go where you can literally ground yourself and then build out from there versus having to go to so many different platforms to find a team. Really? So it was, that's amazing. So Valerie, (laughs) when people want to hear more about Chatterboss and learn more, where, where can they go?
1: Yeah, so you're able to go on our website, chatterbossboss.com. One thing that you're able to do on the website is to take our delegation self assessment. Uh, You'll have an opportunity to see where you rank amongst other entrepreneurs and then also get some tips on how to improve your uh, delegation. So that's available for you. And of course, always uh, love to connect on LinkedIn. I'm always posting on the topic of assistance and delegation. So, would love to be connected.
0: You are. And I love the tips that you share and the newsletter you guys put out too, which people can probably subscribe mm-hmm. on your, your site as well. So yes. Valerie, thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation and so, so informative. Thank you. Thank you
1: so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the so to speak podcast. I hope you are headed back into your world feeling a ton more relieved and inspired. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and rate and review on whatever the podcast listening platform of your choice may be so that others can also find the podcast and get a little bit more help in getting ahead of their heads. I'll see you next week.